Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Oh, you crazy cool families out there, we are um, going to share with you right before summer hits, if you're listening to it when it comes out, if not, then you can listen to it anytime along the way um, of summer. But we want to talk to you today about fighting for our kids to be best friends. We're in the, we're at the end of this fight series and we um, have gotten so many emails from parents as we always do. And every time we talk to parents, that concept of my kids don't get along, my kids don't like each other, my kids don't hang out. And so I grabbed Macy, Macy, tell everybody hi. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And because she's a sibling and I just thought it would be great to have her perspective. And then something else fun that we did, too, is that we asked some of our crazy cool families, what are you doing in with your kids and your families right now to knit them together? And so we're fighting for our kids to be best friends. And the key word that I feel like has bubbled up in this, the answer to helping the fight is to help our kids to invest in each other and to, to, to invest, to give their time, their energy, their talent, their, their value, their honor, their respect to their siblings. And I think a lot of the time when we, when we move everything out of the way, all the circumstances and maybe even all the, the selfishness that, that's going on between siblings. I think what we've what what comes up is that they're not they're not investing in each other. They're not looking out for each other. They don't want what's best for each other. They want what's best for themselves, which is common. I mean, in a in a small in a child for sure. Even as and as a teenager and as an adult, we are we do usually always look out for ourselves. But we just want to take some ideas today and talk to you about what would it look like for us to show our children how to invest in each other. Yeah. I love that. And I love just being one of seven kids. I think it's so helpful to have the resolve or have the understanding that there are going to be hard people in your life. One day when you're in a job, one day when you're in a college classroom, one day when you have your own kids, like God never promised that every relationship in our life was just going to be a breeze and super. (laughs) Yeah. So it's so helpful. (laughs) Even as a kid, I'm not a mom yet, but even as a kid and I have adult relationships with all of my siblings now, it's like, I'm learning how to get along with people. I'm learning what it means to invest in my siblings. were like the first place, the safest place I got to practice that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's no, it's no small thing that God, you know, handpicked the certain people to live under the roof of the house that you're living in. There's the big brother, the little sister that, I mean, all the different, all those different relationships. And I believe that, I mean, God's true form and fashion. I believe that he, he blesses us, but I, a lot of the times I have learned that I, um, the way I learn through the blessing is actually through like maybe conflict or it's not smooth, you know, it's rough. (laughs) And so I think that, I mean, and that's where God shows up. That's where we need him the most when everything's great. Then we don't usually cry out to the Lord. Maybe (laughs) we say, thank you, God, you're good. But a lot of the times when we're desperate and on our knees is when something's gone wrong. And so I do believe that he uses the relationships. I believe he, he not only uses, but I think he created the relationships within the family 
to have a little bit of dissension, if you will, so that we can learn how to have relationship and do relationship well. Yeah. It just reminds me of when we were growing up, if there was an adult we didn't see eye to eye with or a sibling, my mom would always say, well, learn to get along with them now or else they'll reappear in your life later on. And I was always like, what? what? And he was like, if you can't get along with someone who's super dramatic, chances are they'll show up as your boss one day. They'll show up as your college professor. And I was always like, maybe your oh. spouse or your child. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll show up in a personality. And I, and I always remember that some, for some reason worked like for some reason I was like, oh, well then I better go figure this out with my sibling. You know, like I don't want to deal with these relationships for the rest of my life, but I don't think my little like kid brain really understood the fruition of that concept. All I knew was in the moment, I don't want to deal with somebody dramatic for the rest of my life. I got to go figure this out. It just like gave me, I don't even know. It gave me this like resolve of like, okay, well, and she would do it for us too. She would say, like if there was a tendency or just kind of a, a junky part in our heart, she'd be like, well, you don't want to be that way forever. Like people don't love being around someone who's that way. So go work it out. You know, like, don't be selfish. People don't like being around someone who's selfish. Go share, you know? And it was just this like, oh, okay. I guess I got to go figure out how to share and get along. And I don't know. It was like so simple, but it was effective. Well, and I love that Macy that you brought that up because those two actually are tied together. You like it's the figure out how to get along with somebody that's difficult to get along with actually is figure out how you're going to get along with them. I mean, because we're not going to change them. Reality is, I mean, people do change and we can love them and we can serve them and change will happen, but we can't go into it with expecting them to change. And yeah, so I the love control that role of like, I'm going to fix you. I'm, I mean, that if any good luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, are struggling. That's probably the problem. Like I'm yes. trying to make my spouse like me. It's like, that just is, that's not the point of getting married. Yep, exactly. Yeah, That's so exactly. good. And so what we want to do is I just want to talk about is we're investing just some of the things we did to connect our kids. And so parents, I want you to hear the word invest. And I want you to be thinking, how can I um, use this summer, summer 2022, to um, connect my kids by showing them how to invest in each other. And we're believing and hoping and praying that this summer, 2022, there will be some radical changes in the relationships in your, in your families, in your sibling relationships, and those relationships that they're having a hard time getting along. They're, they're not embracing the differences. We'll talk about that in just a second. If they're not doing, if they're not serving each other, investing in each other, we're hoping that this summer, you as a parent can say some things that will re redirect their little hearts toward each other and that you'll look up and you'll see that they are playing as best friends. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that we did, we, um, Molly and Madeline were probably one of the, they were about four years apart and we've talked about them before. They have got, they had a, a relationship that didn't get along. I mean, I don't really even know why other than Molly was the big sister, but Madeline was kind of also the big sister. Molly was super preference oriented and Madeline was more, um, fly by the seat of her pants, have fun all the time. Molly was, you know, wanted to get the job done. And now it's so fun. They, they love each other. They want to hang out together and they laugh more with each other than anybody else. Like sometimes when you were around them, you feel like an outsider, you know, <laughs> because they're so connected with each other. Um, but it wasn't always that way. Do you well, remember and that? just the added element, what I observed, cause I was right under them. So Molly and Madeline were the first two. And then I was the third 
And, and you were Madeline, right there, like you and Madeline are 18 months apart. So you were like, yeah, not. yeah. But I was young enough that like, I wasn't necessarily included in their sleepovers or their hangouts or whatever. I was just a little bit younger, but I watched Molly and Madeline like fight to be the alpha, like fight to like, oh, do what <laughs> oh, I want to do. No, do what I want to do. Like, let's, let's play this thing. No, let's play this thing. Like, it just felt like they were both leaders from a pretty young age. And so they kind of just went at each other of like, it, they didn't know how to work together. They didn't know how to like make, give each other the spotlight. They both just wanted, it makes me think of, there's a video, a family video where we're all dancing in the kitchen and Madeline and Molly are like right up in the screen, like trying to get <laughs> the screen and they're like dancing. They're like shoving each other out of the way. And it's just a perfect <laughs> picture of like, they both just are so alive and bright and passionate and like leader oriented that they just kind of went at each other. And then but what, what I think started to happen is they started to kind of go in the same direction. They started to spur each other on. Yeah. And I think, oh, that's such good insight, Macy. And I think the other thing was that they started to drive to school together and there was a, there was a need there. Like Madeline was coming in and it was her first, was it sixth grade? Was yeah. that? Yeah. Molly was high school. Molly was high school, but it was Molly's first year to drive and then Madeline's first year to go to school. So they were both in these very vulnerable places and they needed each other. I mean, yeah. they needed each other. They, they, they needed the friendship in the, in the, in the pouring into each other and the conversations to and from school. And they just, I just watched that year as they came home each day, they were more and more invested friends than they were competitors against each other. Yeah. And they it just to be on the same together. team. Yeah. Like I remember there's probably an, an infinite amount of car selfies that they started taking together <laughs> yes. and just randomly pop up on like social media or on one of their timelines or whatever. And it's like Molly's in high school, Madeline's in middle school. They have these giant sunglasses, big duck lips, yes. like BFFs. And that was not the case at home the year before that. It was a totally different dynamic. Yeah. So I love that. So parents, if you're listening to that, if you can see that there's some comp competition between your kids and there will be, if you've got a son and a daughter, then they're both firstborns. And so they're both going to have those firstborn tendencies. And so there will be some competition. So what do you do with that? How do you get them to invest in each other? How do you get them to, to need each other and value each other? Yeah. Another then the other um, relationship that I felt was probably the most difficult was Michael and Maddox. And once again, there was a four year gap there. And I think that they, too, were trying to figure out what was going on. I think that even with that little dynamic, I think Michael wasn't too keen on having little brothers because he <laughs> liked all the attention from the big sisters. And so when another brother came along and started, you know, usurping his attention. And I do think that that's a real thing. I do think that mamas, as you bring that new baby into the home, there is a lot of ministering to that older child. And I, I choose the word ministering because it's politically correct. But what I really want to say is brainwashing <laughs> and not brainwashing in a bad way, but brainwashing in this is your sibling they love this is your little brother this is your little sister you're gonna you're their best friend you're gonna take care of them from the moment that you start growing the baby in your belly I mean to bringing home I brought you home a, a friend I mean he can't play with you yet but he will someday you know y'all are gonna make the best memories and you start talking about it from the very beginning <clears throat> 
with Michael and with Michael and Maddox, I think when the when the shift changed for them is that um, we had them start sharing a room for a season, and I think that they were able to literally take care of each other. Michael um, did not love sleeping by himself from the very beginning of his little life. He did not, and so when I put like two year old or three year old Maddox in there with him, then they started like talking, you know, at night and talking about the things they were scared of or praying and, and doing the different, the different big brother things. And they had us, they had the same room for several years. And I think that that, you know, so, so that's one of the things that we even asked a, um, I was asking a bunch of moms what what was one of the things they did. And she said that she had two daughters and there was a huge, I think the six year um, age gap between them. And last summer she had them share the room together and she saw a radical difference in them getting along with each other. And it's something about those bedtime conversations, you know, as you're going to sleep, there's that vulnerability, the pillow talk. And Macy, you and Kinsey had that too, because y'all shared a room for forever. Yeah, I would say in basically every way, me and Kinsey are different. She has a lot of things that I don't have and vice versa. But especially, what, does that mean? what does that mean? Have like qualities? Is that yeah, the, her uniqueness, the way she was made, like she's she can look at anything and draw it. She can, you know, she she's just different. And there's so she's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. She's a thinker. I'm a feeler. Like she's a nine on the Enneagram. I'm a one, you know, like we just go at each other with like how differently we see the world, but especially when it came to being in the same room, it was like all of our preferences were different. She didn't care if the clothes were everywhere and it drove me nuts. She hated the fan on and I couldn't sleep without it. I got too hot, you know? And so there was so many conversations, so many like common conflicts that we had to learn to work through on a daily basis. And I remember there would be times where Michael would be mad at us or someone would be mad at us in the house. And we'd like run up to our room and escape there together, you know, and we'd be like, like we beat them, you know, like we, we, we were on the same team. And so it just, I don't know, something about sharing a room creates commonalities, but it also creates like everyday conflicts. You got to figure out how to work through. It's like, I don't have to walk out of my house. I don't get to just move rooms. This is my portion for this season. And so I've got to figure out how to like work through it with my sibling. Yeah, that's good. And so in parents, I mean, a lot of the times we don't want to invite any more conflict into our home or we don't want to make that happen. And so I just encourage you to back out of it, you know, to to figure out, I mean, back out, meaning that you're not the judge. Like I didn't go in there and tell Macy and McKenzie, okay, you can turn the fan on for 30 minutes and then off for 30 minutes. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I let them them work it out them. And so, and I would tell them, okay, so that's, that's, this is your space. You guys work this out. It's a good practice for y'all to work this out. You're going to have opportunities to work together with people your whole lives. So work this out, you know, just give it back to your kids, give the responsibility. It's their relationship. And so you want to, you want them to learn how to negotiate and, you know, you know, be a peacemaker in within that relationship. Yeah. I love this. Another one of the moms that my mom talked to said that one of the practical things their family does every day is they play together outside and they have still littles. They're getting older, but they play outside. They have little boys, they have little girls. And they decided that instead of like, I think it sounds like they've done it a bunch of different ways, but they'd play games against each other. They're a sports related family, competitive family. And so they'd put like the mom and dad on a team and they'd put the kids on a team. 
and the mom and dad would win every time because they're like athletic and better. And so they're like, okay, well, our kids are learning to be on a team, but let's split them up. Let's put a mom and a kid on a team and a dad and a kid on a team. And there was like this just fun dynamic of like teamwork and camaraderie and we're playing together and the parents like built the culture. So they decided to make it more about fun than about competition. It doesn't matter who wins. We're all getting ice cream after this, you know, just like building in that family time. I think that's another thing that mom and dad did in our family is like, we were always at each other's sporting events. We were always going and cheering each other on. And there's something so powerful about being at your little brother's baseball game. You don't really want to be there. It's hot. Your mom made you come kind of thing. And he hits, he like, you know, he's been practicing. He's been in the backyard and he hits the ball and you you just can't help it. You just freak out. You're just like, Oh, go Michael. Like, yes. And you just like watch him run. And there's something that clicks when it comes to competition or games or family events it unites you, it brings you together. So those are some of the practical things that as we're talking more practicals, if any of your kids play sports, if they do art shows or have music recitals, drama, um, anything like that, like, I, I don't know if it's the best plan. You can speak into this mom to like force your kids to go, but like, I think it would be so powerful to be like, no, this is what our family's doing. We're going to support our sibling. We're going to cheer them on this is important to them. So it's important to us as a family. And I believe that that is something that can tie your kids together and help them invest in each other. Most definitely. I love that. I love what, I love what you, you know, that you brought that up that we're for each other. I mean, and so we're investing in each other. And I I think that it's one of those, one of the things that it does is it helps the sibling to see the performing sibling in a different light. It helps them to see it from the team's perspective and the coach's perspective or the recital teacher. I mean, you just, when you can see, like Macy was, Macy learned how to sing. And so we all went and watched her do a little concert to sing in, mm-hmm. um, or Macy McKenzie did an art show. And so we went to her art show. And so when we do that, I mean, I, oh my goodness, I remember Matt, Molly, you know, playing volleyball and basketball and those, I mean, I remember hauling newborn babies to her games. <laughs> I mean, to go, so that is a great way to, and I know that it's hard parents sometimes because your kids all have activities and so they all can't go to each other's things. And so just make it a priority for them to do it once or twice. You know, one of their things, especially if it's a big thing, like a graduation, you know, those it's so valuable because you can see them from the other person's perspective for sure. But also it just gives you an opportunity to cheer for them, to invest in them. So powerful. Yeah, and I love it. There's yeah. one, there's a quote from one of the moms that's so cute. She said, I overheard my son telling his friends how talented his sister is. And then the same I heard from the sister talking about how her brother is incredible at sports. They celebrate the differences for what they're good at arts and sports. That's our norm. It's our culture. It's just what we do. And I just think that's so fun. That little brother, little sister has recognized the like uniqueness in their sibling and they're telling their friends about it. Like, I just wish I could be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Like, oh, my sister can make the most beautiful sunflower. Well, my brother can shoot the best bat, you know, just like, yes, what a fun culture to have instead of bickering and tearing down and them constantly being annoyed at each other. And I think sometimes again, not a parent. So this is just what I've observed from other parents, from people I've babysat or nannied. It's like the culture gets set in motion and we think there's no stopping it. And that's just not true. Like the parent gets to create the culture. The parent gets to tear down 
wrong thinking and build up better thinking. It's to set new norms. And I just love that the mom said that, like, that's our norm. It's our culture. It's just what we do. You know, it's just so confident, so straightforward. She's like, that's what we're building. And I love and that. And she, I mean, she said, as I was, I was talking to her about that, we were Marco Polo and she was just saying that we've had to work hard on that. Mm-hmm. We've had to say that a lot because in the beginning we, they tried to get the sister to be athletic and they tried to, I mean, and, and there was a competition between them that the brother at three years old could ride the bike better than the sister at six years old, I mean, or five years old. And so there was a competition there and, but that parents flipped it and said, no, he's just really good at this. He's really really good at this. And so we want to cheer him on for being really good at this. Yeah. And I, I think about when you're, you know, Madeline has got Truett and Everly and Truett loves basketball. And so Truett will say, I love basketball and Everly loves babies, you know, <laughs> or Everly loves kitties and I love basketball. And so they're, they're, she, they're, they're, they're articulating their differences and accepting them and using them as a compliment. Well, I'm good at basketball and Everly's good at loving babies, yes. you know? Yes. And so I just think that as parents, we, we get to do that. We're the ones that set the tone. We're the ones that can, can help our kids flip it to a, embrace the differences. And one of the things I wanted to say with that family that when they were switching on the different teams and the boys and the girls were on the different team and they put the kids on the team, that's when she said that she loved it the most because the kids started creating a cheer for themselves. And they, 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 that's when they bonded to, with each other is when they were on the same team oh, against, yeah. you know, against whoever, whether it's the neighborhood kids or their parents or whoever it was. And they, they, that was a, actually a flip in their family because she was saying that the kids always wanted a parent on their team with them. Mm-hmm. And they realized that as soon as they did that, then it became the p- kids were against each other. And so they had to turn and put the kids toward each other. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Which oh. makes sense. Cause I'm like, if I'm the little kid and I have a parent on my team, I have a better chance of winning. So right. it's about winning. Exactly. So it was about winning yeah. and, not, and not about playing and having yeah. fun. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, there's an, another story that she was sharing about that the little boy is um, the little boy's five and the little girl is two. And so they have to do these chores before they can do anything. And the little boy would be, um, you know, he would, he'd be like, come on, let's hurry up and do our chores so we can watch a show or so we can play a puzzle or we can, you know, be the, you know, whatever that is. And the mother, you know, redirected him and said, you need to help her. And so he, 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 because of the mom redirection, you need to help her. And if you help her, she'll get their chores done. Um, Then all of a sudden, it, he owned that. And then he would say, come on, come on, let's go do your chores. Let's do that. Let's put our toys away. Let's do this. And so he became our helper. He almost became our teacher. And so parents, when we can um, du- direct our kids in a certain role, when they interact with their siblings, I think sometimes they don't get along because they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to interact with them. They don't, I mean, they're, they bought the lie that they don't like them or they're different or what are their babies or whatever that is. And so if we can direct them and say, no, your job is to help her. It's your job is to help her put her shoes on. I know big families, they actually assign an older kid to a younger kid, you know, so that the mom's not having to be the mom to everybody. Yeah. So that's another practical way that you can invest in your kids, help your kids invest in each other is to give them specific things to do with their sibling. You know, you, you, you know, help bathe this one, or you, you know, feed this one, or you help clean up with this one, or your job right now is to play. I know when we homeschooled, whoever I wasn't homeschooling, their job was to entertain the younger ones. You know, (laughs) do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked a lot about younger middles, like littles and middle kids. 
But there's another story that my mom collected from kids who are older, like middle school and high school. Yeah. And it, do you want to share that story? No, no, you do. You started. Yeah. Well, I just think it's so fun because like a big part of cheering on your siblings and fighting for your siblings is knowing them and like knowing what they love and knowing what they are invested in. And so this story just talked about how uh, in this family of four, one of the sisters really wanted uh, roller skates and the roller skates were a hundred dollars over budget. And so instead of the mom saying, we can't get those or just, you know, biting the bullet and getting them, she invited the other three siblings in to helping pay for the roller skates. And they ended up all chipping in and they all got them for her and they gave them to her. And it's, and it says that she was so happy. She cried when she got them because it was like, more than just, I got what I wanted for my birthday, but it was the, the relational piece of, and all my siblings know me and love me and chose to celebrate me in this way. And so I think even for parents who are listening, who maybe you have adult children, or maybe you have teenagers or college kids, wherever you're at on your parenting journey, that's like an invitation to you too. every birthday, every Christmas, every chance you can, whether your kids are taking finals or they're going off to college or whatever it might be, invite the other kids in your family into those situations and like, let them be a part of it. Let them love on their sibling. Let them celebrate them. Let them be generous. Whatever the, whatever the element is, I think it, it's just a cool reminder that like, you can do that when your kids are little, so you can do them in their middles, when they're bigs, when they're adults, when they start having their own kids, like, kid and sibling relationships are forever they're given to us by God and so we get to invest in them for the long haul and there's something about that money element you know where your money is there your heart is you know I think that that's what it said and so I just remember one of the things that we did at Christmas time is they would do chores and earn extra money Mm -hmm. and then we would go to the dollar store or the target section or wherever and we would buy presents for our siblings you know siblings is and and they would they would we'd come home and we'd you know wrap them and they would and they would be they would what they were way more excited to give their siblings presents to each other you guys were than what you were getting for actual christmas and so we still are like this year we had christmas and we have brother-in-laws and we have grandbabies and we were like we don't care if we get presents from anybody we just want to give some sibling presents we know we want to do that it's like what that's like an extra however many hundreds of dollars we're spending on each other. Yeah, I don't shop in the dollar section anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants things from the dollar section. <laughs> so fancy. And so what was so fun is even then I didn't necessarily want something from the dollar section, but they loved what their sibling, their sibling thought of them. That they, mm-hmm. I mean, y'all, right, y'all are more interested. You're not even, you don't really even care about what it is that you're getting. You just care that they thought about you and they, they, they that they thought that that book was going to bless you or they thought that yeah. that, t-shirt was going to make you laugh or I mean that's that's the yeah it's funny because like everybody looks forward to getting gifts from Molly because she'll never get things off the list like we'll send out some ideas and she's like no forget that like I'm gonna go buy you the coolest thing I think is for you and I'm like those are the ones I look forward to Matt McCade this last Christmas bought us all different shirts that he thought kind of embodied little memes or gifts or whatever like who we are and I wore my shirt yesterday. Like, I love it. Like, it's just, it's so. <laughs> what does your shirt say? I don't remember. Oh, my shirt's awesome. It has like two, it has a colon in the middle and then like a smiley face and a frowny face on the left and right. And on the bottom, it says you choose. So it's like <laughs> smiley face or frowny face, you choose. Am I going to be happy or sad today? Yeah, you choose. Yeah. 
Oh, so good. So good. Um, and so just know that if you have your kids invest in each other monetarily, you know, like if that one of the, one of the, one of the moms even shared that when their kids go to a birthday party, the party favor, they'll say, can I bring a party favor home to my sibling? You know, can I bring a, or if they get a piece of candy at school, can I get one for my sister? Can I get one for my brother? And so you know that you you are on the right path when your kids are thinking about each other and you're not together. Um, there was a story that our pastor told that, you know, he was in, they were, they're in this toy store, they're in the Walmart toy section walking by and the kid says, oh my goodness, can we get this? Can we get this? And you're like, of course, we're not going to get that. But the kid says, I want to get it for my sister because I know that she'll love it. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, the mother's heart is like, Yes, yes, well, yes, we actually won't buy meat, you know, so that we can get this present so that we can give it to the yes. And so you know that, that your heart, your child's heart is turned when they're when you're out and about and they when they're not thinking about themselves. And they might think about themselves and their sibling. Like I want some Skittles and some for my sibling. And so I will do that all the time when I'm when I was out with my kids to help direct and train them. You know, we're out shopping for clothes for them. Well, what can we pick up for Molly? What do you think? You know, what else? can we grab for I mean I I still do it today when I'm out and about if I pick up something for Sebastian then I'm going to grab something for Truett too so I love that Um, another another family shared this and I just want you guys to hear this and I thought it was so precious that she shared this. she's got one little girl and three little boys and that little girl is just all little girl she's all passion she's all emotion she's just she's just rocking that family of testosterone you know and I I just absolutely love it and she said that the the sister it's a brother a sister and then two little brothers and the sister loves the little brothers and takes care of them and she's got that her role figured out there but she doesn't know how to be a little sister because she's also the firstborn girl. So she's a big sister is, I mean, she's a big sister and a little sister and it's confusing to her and they've struggled with it. And they ended up taking her to some play therapy. And I just want you parents to hear that, that it's okay. If you get some help, it's okay. If you, if you've got a relationship, that's really not working well and you go get a mentor, you go get a mediator, you go get a counselor to speak life into those kids from a different perspective than what you have. And she said, it's the best thing that she's done. And then her little girl came home after about three or four sessions and they were driving home from the session and the her, the sister and the brother were in the back seat, and the sister said, okay, this is going to be really hard for me, but I just want you to know brother that I love you. I mean, and so the mom's just in the front seat, just bawling because there's been great breakthrough. And so parents, Counseling is a great thing. I mean, Kenzie's going to school to be a counselor where all of us have been in and out of counseling to get a fresh, fresh insight or fresh perspective. And so I just want to encourage you with that too, that, that those relationships are worth it. It's worth the investment and it's worth the time to get outside help if you're not seeing breakthrough. Yeah. The other thing I would tag on to that is we have um, a video in base camp that it talks about putting identity in into kids. And I think another thing this family did really well is that the dad just spoke identity over the boys in his family. He said like, Hey boys, you are your sister's hero. You love her. You support her. You take care of her. Like you've been put in this family to be a a protector for her. Like it's God's design and vice versa with the little girl being like, Hey, you are loved. You are handpicked by God for this family. Just like getting those statements out there. I think 
a lot of parents that I've observed and even in my own childhood, parents react when there's conflict, when there's tension. Like my mom says that mama bear comes out when kids are hurting each other because they're your kids and you love them. You don't want them to hurt each other. But I think speaking identity into those moments is really powerful. Like something my mom would say a lot to us is we're Mannings. That's not what we do. We're Mannings. We're siblings as best friends. We don't hurt each other. We take care of each other. And so just even that practical parents, if you're listening or even grandparents, like change your language, change your reaction to those moments, choose to like correct really carefully and and like pick out the thing you want to correct, but then make sure you're like washing your kids in identity, make sure that's a part of the process because kids remember that like, like you're building up, you're their representation of God. And so you're building in them who God says they are, you're God's mouthpiece, especially when they're littles. Right. So keep saying the, the truth, like speaking the truth over them, especially when there's conflict and tension. It's like a, it's an opportunity really to, to help them see who they are and who their siblings are. Yeah. And Don says this all the time, just to remind you that it's not something that's going to change overnight. And we, you know, we set it up to say, maybe this will be the best summary that you have, but it's, you're still going to, it's not going to be all peachy clean and pearly white at the end of the summer, but you can take some ground back. And instead of being frustrated when there, when there's, when there's tension or there's conflict, use that as a red flag to, to turn each other's hearts toward each other again. Yeah. And yeah. So- and that's just why I love base camp. Just a quick plug yeah. for that. There's so many videos. I mentioned the, you know, draw amazingness out of them, put identity into them. That's all in the parent to kid course. There's other videos like sibling unity is key in your family, celebrate differences, creating interactive culture, inspiring older siblings, inspiring younger siblings, and then solving co- common sibling conflict. Um, I recently watched all of those videos for a project we're working on in base camp and was so inspired and I don't have kids yet, but I'm practicing these things with my siblings. Like I'm going after these different things in my house today. And so if you're not in base camp, it's free. You can sign up. You can start watching these videos, do something easy, like pick one course and go through it the whole summer. And there's four to seven videos in each course, just do one a week or one a month, you know, whatever content you can get dripped into your family. uh, It really will inspire and equip you to build your kids relationships and that those are their relationships for life. And so they're worth investing in. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm so glad that you said that because parents, sometimes we don't know what to do. And so maybe for you to have the best, best, summer knitting your kids together, it might be for you to go be encouraged through these base camp courses. And so, yeah, go, go watch a few of them. I mean, I do, I remember the making the, um, the older, the, the different ones, the older middles and little siblings and how to, there's some great ideas in there on how to connect your kids to each other. Yeah. So, okay. I think we should wrap up. So I just hope your parents, as you're walking away, that you just have got some ways to, oh, this is how I can invest in my, this is how I can show my children how to invest in each other. And as they invest in each other, they're going to connect at a new level. And as they connect, they're going to become siblings as best friends. And I want to leave you with the scripture, Philippians 2, 4, it says, let each of us, let each of you look not only to his own interest, 
but also to the interests of others. And so that might be a scripture that you just, that you're going to grab onto this summer and you're going to teach your kids, okay, this, this summer, we're not looking at our interests. We're looking at the interest of our sibling. This summer, we're going to ask, what do you want to play first? Where do you want to go first? What do you want to wear? How do you want to? And we're going to take our eyes off of ourselves and we're going to put it on our siblings because when we will serve others, the relationship just radically changes. Yeah. So, all right, Macy, you have anything else you want to say? I just love the challenge at the beginning. Let summer of 2022 be a summer where siblings become best friends. Do whatever it takes. Fight for it. Fight, fight, fight. Fight for it. (laughs) Drip the content, speak the identity, find the commonalities, learn to celebrate all of those things. And just parents, we really believe in you. We really believe that you were handpicked by God to build your family, to strengthen those relationship lines. We're here to help. So if you have questions, I know we walked through a lot of scenarios, but if you have a specific question or a specific season your kids are in, let us know. Like send us an email, um, ask us a question in Basecamp. We're for you. And we just want this season to be a success for you and your family as you keep fighting. So can I wrap this up? Yes, wrap us up, babe. We love you, Crazy Cool Families. Go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com.